Welcome back to Beers and Careers. I'm your host, Mark Agustinelli. And as always, Beers and Careers is brought to us by the Davis Companies. www.daviscos.com. That's D-A-V-I-S-C-O-S.com. Davis is focused on helping companies find talent, which as we know in this uh, current economy is probably one of the hardest things to do. Give the folks at Davis a call to help you out. Engineering, IT, and manufacturing professionals. Um, Today's guest is Brooks Farr. Um, Brooks is a really awesome guy. Um, currently owns and operates a, uh, a CrossFit affiliate gym um, in central Massachusetts. And we talked about his journey um, through being an athlete in high school to, uh, to college. He makes a pivot in the middle of college, which was a super mature decision uh, that he talks about, and then uh, kind of fell into what he's doing, um, like so many of us, and kind of just shares the story, which is unbelievable. Uh, really solid dude, obviously has uh, his his shit together, and I really hope you enjoy the podcast. I had a blast talking to him. Perfect. Well, Brooks Farr, cheers. Cheers, cheers to beers and careers, <laughs> coffee and water on a, on a Wednesday. All good. Um. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. First uh, live podcast in 18 months. So crazy. It's crazy. I love it. It's crazy. Although I've been seeing you in the flesh. Quite a bit. Since at least, what, May? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Well, so Yeah, we transitioned outdoors, you know, as soon as we could. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, So we were outdoors for a while, and then we finally got to come back in, spaced out, and now we're all back together. Awesome. And before (laughs) we get into your background, I have a rapid-fire section that I generally forget, so I'm going to really do a good job of doing it first. (laughs) What would be your favorite drink, since we're on beers and careers, Ah. drinking coffee and water? Well, does it have to be a beer? Or Or, no, cocktail, libation. Uh, I'm a big dark and stormy guy. Okay. Love (laughs) it. just a simple dark and stormy. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Uh, do you have a favorite curse word? Curse word. I guess the F bomb. Yeah. But, you know. I don't hear you curse a lot, no, actually. You, you got it. You got it, it might down. Be a, it might be a, like a shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, a, like a little bit of anger. Yeah. Um, favorite guilty pleasure? Uh, ice cream. Standard. <laughs> the, standard. St- the standard ice cream. I like it. And then do you have a quote? Are you a quote guy? I am. I'm not a big memory yeah. guy. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> so that's fair. I have a lot of uh, quotes up there, but um, I don't know. It, I mean, the one that's come to my head right away here is just hard work pays off. Yeah, Matt Frazier. <laughs> so Matt Frazier. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Fitting. 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 Because <laughs> you do a good job, I would say, and I'm going to introduce you now. Like, yeah. uh, We got to know each other through the CrossFit affiliate gym. Yep. That I, I participate in. Yeah, uh, Resilience CrossFit. Resilience CrossFit out of Hopkinton, Massachusetts. Correct. Brooks, the owner, could you want to give people your the Reader's Digest of how you sure. got to where you are and then yeah. we'll maybe unpack that dive a little in, bit? Dive in. I love it. Um, yeah, so I took over with the co-owner, uh, Jamie Whedon, um, 2019, so, yep, so two not full too years ago. ago. Okay. Um, and I was one of the original founding members of Resilience CrossFit back in 2012. Yes. Um, and it had been, you know, a year or so leading up to that to put it together before that. So, yep. um, but I started the gym with three guys. Um, we had our sole owner then was Drew Carnace mm-hmm. and then my buddy Dan Atkinson. Um, and I met each other at Springfield College. Um, and so the three of us were kind of the original three guys that started it. And then we grew from there. Okay. Uh, so we had about seven years or so before I then, you know, took it over from Drew. Um, but uh, prior to that, you know, I obviously went to Springfield College, got my exercise science degree there. Before that, uh, 
took a year off to figure out that I wanted to be at Springfield College. Mm-hmm. Went to Middlebury College after high school for a couple of years. Um, was an athlete there, I guess, primarily because I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to study. And the liberal arts there didn't have the direction that I was looking for yeah. either. So academically, I was you know just checking off all the gen eds yes, <laughs> and not, yes. uh, not really focusing on a major. I think I switched majors all every single semester I was there. Uh, okay. Oh, so. so this was like a... So when you were in college, yeah. and just because I know Andrew's going to tell us, careful of this because we'll have to edit it all out. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm the same way. I got yelled at. <laughs> See, I've got a lot of practice. Uh, you, how did you like, what was the situation where you realized that you were like, I got to bail on this vagueness and get specific? Because I would venture to guess most college kids, including some of my friends, were like, fuck it, I'll figure it out when I graduate. So mature yeah. move out of you to be yeah. like this is not I'm spending bad money yeah well, doing this because Middlebury is a great school it is and yeah. and my closest friends are from there right, um, right. okay so, yeah you know exactly. my, my my I so I played soccer there um, okay so I came in um, playing soccer there and and there were 10 of us in our freshman class on the soccer team that's like mm. over half yes. the team <laughs> yeah that's insane um, so, so big recruiting class. big recruiting class uh-huh. and we all um, came from the similar uh, New England prep school systems too. So okay. I was a Deerfield guy. We had a Taft guy. We had an Exeter, a Phillips mm. Andover. We had all those guys there. Um, and uh, it was it's just a good group. Um, yeah. And so we all think like we do a ski trip every year and stuff to stay connected. And awesome. We're all having kids now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so phase two. You know, phase two. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's going well. But anyway, so yeah, those are my closest buddies still. But um, because I think you have that initial bonding in freshman and mm-hmm. sophomore year of college, you know, of course. Um, and then, I don't know, I guess, you know, for me, like, yes. So every single, I went in thinking I wanted to be pre-med um, orthopedic surgeon guy yeah because my godfather is that or was the head orthopedic surgeon at Brigham and Women's okay um, and uh, he just retired last year but um, so that's the route I was going and then with I played soccer in the fall mm-hmm. I also was a springboard diver in the winter so those seasons kind of rolled right into each other right and the soccer team always made it to the double-a tournament every year which rolled into you know mm. so I just got Deep no break yeah. <laughs> um, so I was literally going to soccer practice in the morning swimming and diving practice at night on some days in that transition month or two it was nuts Wow <laughs> and then so there's just no time for the labs and stuff that I right. knew I would have to be doing in um, in the uh, in that world, in the that pre med yeah. track, so yeah. I was like, all right, let's switch it up. Went to economics, so I was like, oh, I like business stuff too. Yeah, you know, let's do that. Um, did a little stint in Wall Street, and that was you know no fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> later. Like, all right, and well, it was, it was right around that you know 2008 time for me. Yeah, so it was like, yes. oh, Lehman Brothers tanked, and yeah. like that started the whole thing. <laughs> I like that <laughs> starting. Yeah, sure footing. So maybe we won't do that. Um, so I don't know. And then I came back and I was like, oh, maybe psychology. We had a cool sports psychologist come talk to our mm. swim team one uh, winter. One of the um, one of our teammates' dads was the uh, Canadian Olympic sports psychologist. Um, so it was really cool. He got obviously, you know, helps out all these Olympic, yeah. uh, you know, athletes. And we're like, oh, cool. Maybe that's a, a cool track. I'll try that. That's incredible. And psych was just like not my thing either. Yes. So I, I was like, enough is enough. And um, decided to just take a year off and uh, try to find my academic focus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, wanted to stay in shape for my athletics and during my year off at home. Um, 
and went to a local you know strength and conditioning place uh, my younger brother had been going to this place too for his you know high school athletics uh, and he loved them so I just went over there and the guy was super smart took me under his wing the whole year um, and he said you know you're pretty good at this do you want to go you know get some basic certifications and come train for me uh, and, and work for me and I was like yeah sure so I did that and then you know continued and loved it and uh, he said you know if you really want to make this your career path you know you should go get your exercise science degree and he ah. gave me some schools to uh, look into and Springfield College is known for their exercise the science and health you know yeah um, majors so uh, just went ahead and applied and got in and um, ended up pumping out the whole four-year major in two years to which is to gonna knock it out <laughs> yeah. that had to be a wild I had a lot of the gen eds transfer but yeah, yeah so I could focus on the major stuff and did you participate in athletics at Springfield just swimming and diving so okay. their soccer team you know don't need to poo-poo them but yeah. you know it wasn't as yeah. good as Middlebury but right. um so I just wanted to focus on one yeah you know, also knowing that I was doing all these extra credit stuff right <laughs> and you had just gone off two seasons uh, yeah. being a two season athlete exactly. in college so anyways so I um I was super pumped uh to focus on something I was passionate about this uh, exercise science world and academics and then springboard diving um i don't know i like that individuality i guess yes. of it. Um, yeah you know it's a cool dynamic for having that and soccer soccer being a very team sport Super, like yeah. you rely on each other and you know not that diving is not you, you contribute to a team score right. but it's very individual yeah. you know it's like golf you yeah. have to take care of yourself <laughs> yeah, out there. yeah exactly so um anyways yeah, i ended up all american uh, at awesome. springfield so, that's awesome yeah super stoked and um to be able to, to nail but down both things and then you know post college uh, trying to figure out what the heck to do yes. <laughs> and uh, ended up moving uh, to the city to Fenway and okay. lived in Fenway after uh, school for four years or so and um, was just doing some personal training in the city uh, actually just north of the city up in Reading at our fitness together mm -hmm. there for a while which is literally just one-on-one -on -one, uh, studios okay, coaching, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, was doing that for a while and, and doing fine, but uh, then I we reached out to a buddy um, from college as well who actually. Um, so this is the the little story of how resilience got started yeah. together. So I was doing that. Um, I had told my buddy Dan, uh, we had the same advisor uh, at Springfield. He was like a half semester behind me or something, so okay. he had to do a, a long internship. Um, you know, to finish out his credits and stuff for mm -hmm. to get the major. Um, and I told him to go to the place that I went to, um, who, you know, th this guy, um, uh, you know, spurred my, you know, yeah. enthusiasm for exercise science. Inspired. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I told him to go there and he did. At that time, there was this guy, Drew, who was just a member there, uh, looking to spruce that place up. He had just retired from the insurance world. He was like, you know, young and still wanted to have a little, you know, retirement, um, you know, fun and uh, looking to, he's always a fitness guy and, and mm. just wanted to um, take on, um, you know, uh, running new a gym. New endeavor. Yeah, 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 exactly. So he wanted to help out that place. And at the last minute, they didn't see eye to eye and decided not to do it together. Ah. Uh, Drew was like, hey, I still want to do this. Pulled my buddy Dan aside and, uh, you know, said, hey, you don't want to come be my guy. Uh, you're young, knowledgeable and know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, let's yeah. go do this thing. Yeah. And uh, they talked for a little while and they decided that they wanted a third person. And uh, that's when he called me and we kind of all linked up. So wow. that's kind of the, the story of how 
code at all. And what year started. is this? What year? So this is 2011. So you're three years out of school? Two years no, out of school? No, just uh, really just a half year. Or so. Oh, oh, okay. So, because the year gap. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, wow. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, I ended up graduating technically fall of 11. Okay. Um, okay. So it was still really. Yeah, you know, December of eleven wow. <laughs> when we started talking about this, and uh, you know, it takes time to develop all the plans mm-hmm. and you know, develop a website, right? Yes. And all those, little, but it's it's a small business, so it's kind of the the fun part of it. And what I loved about the opportunity was that you got to be on the ground level. You know, yes, I mean, we're putting the handbook together, we're yes. putting you know all these little things, right? Um, so we get to. Uh, I don't know, get challenged every day with something new uh, will always pop up. <laughs> right, right, like for, and, from a mental stimulation oh standpoint. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's so many decisions that being small in the beginning was nice. You know, there was just the three of us. We got to talk mm-hmm. all the time to each other um, and see each other every day. I mean, in the beginning, Dan and I, so Dan lived down in Foxborough. I was living in Fenway, oh. commuting out to Hawkington. Um, so we both had a solid 45-minute drive or so to get to work. There were times that, and, and we were the only two guys, we were the only two coaches. Coaches the whole day. Yeah, the whole day. So we would literally coach every single class together at first, and um, it got to the point where, you know, we started expanding our schedule, more classes. We were literally there from, you know, 4.30 in the morning till 8 o'clock at night. So, and then have a 45-minute commute on either side, right? So we decided to start sleeping at the gym. No way. Yeah. So no way. I love that. Solid, I love that. That's solid, very Bill Belichickian oh, yeah. of you. <laughs> so we, uh, I don't know, we were just dedicated yeah. to this, right? And we wanted to be there and we were having fun and, um, you know. We had Was it that or did you like also realize and see the opportunity too? Did you know that your hard work was paying off? Yeah, you think, I mean, or? yeah, I mean, we always had those conversations ahead of time too that hopefully it would pay off to something, yeah. um, uh, you know, down the road and, and. So yes, of course, I yeah. wanted to put the sweat equity into yeah. it and right. you know put my time in and stuff. But uh, no, it, it was definitely something that uh, we loved doing um, and mm. wanted to be. It, it also just made financial sense for us not to be spending gas and co- yeah. tolls. Oh and my stuff god! At yeah. the time, you know, we're not making crazy You're amounts of money. And, You're yeah. bootstrapping. <laughs> oh yeah. Right? yeah. So it's uh, it was fun. So yeah, we had we had a good time and. and I don't know. It was better quality of life for us at that point. Yes. Um, no, I, uh, I appreciate it. I mean, I think, <laughs> you know, uh, I stumbled into the gym. I don't even, I think it was in, I think it probably in 2019. Was that, you said that was Drew's last year? So, yeah, we took over May 1, 2019. Yeah. Man, I feel like I've been going longer than that, so I don't really know exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember having all these preconceived notions of what CrossFit was. Yes. And I, uh, we were kind of talking before the podcast about how you got into it because it satiated your competitive spirit kind For of sure. thing. And then you talked about even your own journey. I'd love, to, I think you should share this with the audience too, like yeah. how you've change your mindset of what it even means to yeah. you now to be a yeah for more sure so i yeah so just like you said um the athletic side of me you know yeah. needed that uh, you know so even just a year uh after college we um I wasn't doing much, you know, I was, yeah. yes, I was training others, but I wasn't really doing anything for myself. Wasn't doing any intramurals or anything. Mm-hmm. I wasn't right. doing that, <laughs> you You're know, just working. So just working yeah. um, and working a lot. So yeah, obviously sleeping at the gym. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. So, laughs> so didn't really get too much of our own time to, uh, to train. So anyways, um, yeah, we ended up, uh, Drew was the one who decided that, uh, 
we wanted to be a CrossFit gym. Mm, okay. And at the time, CrossFit was still pretty new. This was back in 2011. Yeah. Um, so the CrossFit Games had just been start, started, you know, publicized on ESPN and stuff, mm. and it was starting to get yes. popular, but it still looked like, what the heck are they doing? Right. And you hear those stories, yes, right, oh, it's too intense, people get right. hurt. Um, so Dan and I, coming more, from more of a, like, team, you know, strength and conditioning yes. world um, and personal training world, you know, we weren't really on board at first either um, until Drew started challenging us with these little things, right? And so things like double unders, things yes. like whatever they are, you know, these are just little uh, skill movements in, in the and then challenged us and was like, oh, I want to get better at this. Right. You know, every day we wanted to get better at something. So, and, and they're athletic skills too. They're not just, yes. um, they're not just, uh, I don't know, they're not just tricks. <laughs> right, know? right. They actually, they actually get you fit, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and that feeling of doing something that gets you so out of breath and tired with such a short, you know, effort. <laughs> and, and like window of stimulus. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So anyways, the, uh, the equation that CrossFit brings to the fitness world is, um, the intensity factor, you know, and yes. it should be a, 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 a relative intensity to the individual, but, um, basically, you know, if, if you are increasing your work capacity, um, you are getting healthier and fitter. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the idea. So um, with regards to, you know, CrossFit stuff, um, there are a lot of little things that we go over, you know, especially in this, what uh, we were talking about earlier too, is that road to resilience um, and the, the kind of path that we want mm. people to try to follow, especially from day one, you know, until you start feeling like you're a part of our community and, mm -hmm. and environment there. So, you know, for us, it's, um, you know, mechanics, consistency, intensity, right? We've, yes. we've stressed that a lot. So, you know, learn form and technique first before you add relative intensity. Um, you know, so that's a simple concept to, for everybody to understand. And, you know, things like, you know, our little tagline is family fitness fun. Right? Yes. And, yes. and we've got, you know, um, you know, we can dive into that in a second too. But, uh, you know, our mission statement really is just, you know, we help you guys get stronger, healthier and fitter for life. We want you to be able to crush life's adventures. Mm. Right, whatever that is for mm -hmm. you, whether it's just being good at golf, whether yeah. it's being able to play with your kids better, whether yeah. you want to hike a mountain, whether you want to do whatever, whatever. you want to get up off the floor after <laughs> yes. you've been on it for a while yeah. with your children. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, 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 w I will say, I uh, and kudos to you and the team, man, because completely reversed where I thought of CrossFit. I, I, I went to CrossFit kind of as a last resort, like there was the planet fitness days in my life right there was obviously i played college across so there yeah. was that and i did dig the working out and i love like i do love throwing weight around and that whole thing was like a fun <laughs> thing to do and then there was like the planet fitness thing then i got married and had kids and got fat right like that i went i did the typical sad right <laughs> standard american diet and just a sad <laughs> lifestyle and then um when i had my second child i was listening to a podcast that had jocko willink on it and it okay. was about like basically your responsibilities in life and like are you prepared for everything and i was like man i am like i was commuting back and forth my wife uh had just had a c-section so i had my first in the car with me and i was commuting back and forth at newton wellesley listening to this podcast i remember being like i have to change like it's got like this has to stop and i started running for about a year just to get my life back together and then i was like i need something and so I remember walking the floors, like kind of scared and bewildered. And I think Jackie was my nice. elements coach. Yeah. And then meeting you, and I was like, oh my God, like, A, 
you run a great show. Like, like, and I truly mean like, it's a clean facility. Like, and it's not. There's not like it's just not like what people thought of CrossFit. It's like I love the fact that there's the coaching and the drilling, and yeah, the people we, are telling you like, dude, you shouldn't be doing that way. Like, do it <laughs> half as light and with better technique, and keep it light, do it right. Right. That, exactly. <laughs> like all that stuff that you say. But I think what's the coolest part about it from like a person who also runs a small business. Yeah. Like for my, it's like I learned things about how you run your business and yep. created. I think the coolest thing is obviously the community that's been created. So in the CrossFit right. world, yeah, thanks. Um, in the CrossFit world, you know, they started quite literally as garage gyms. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. so they, so back in 2005 or whenever this kind of started becoming mm-hmm. a thing, um, I mean, literally coaches, trainers would start a group of working out out of their garages mm-hmm. and they would get you know maybe two barbells and they'd all like share the same equipment and stuff so that's how it started and that's where the grunginess of yes. the, like the authenticity yeah. of yes. the you know garage gym kind of came from but um and obviously it has evolved over time and mm-hmm. you know with the clientele that we're um generally going for you know it's a higher monthly membership yes because you should be getting hopefully a lot of coaching um each time you're in we like to say it's as much of a personal training session as we can make it mm-hmm. within that group setting um so you should be getting a good amount of coaching you know every time you're in um and like you're saying the cleanliness factor you know we got to compete with those you know equinoxes planet fitnesses you know all the other regular gyms that you have um kind of a standard you know where you expect cleanliness in certain areas you know so if you are constantly dirty if you're constantly you know not run like a business if you're just kind of discombobulated all the time you know it's it's just not gonna um uh, theoretically you're not gonna you know people aren't gonna appreciate that and so they're gonna leave you um so i think that's what we've brought you know and committed ourselves to from the beginning was running it like a true business. And I think Drew brought that, you know, from the beginning too, from his insurance insurance background background and more of that corporate background, you know, sending us emails at three in the morning and stuff. (laughs) You're like, dude, I just went to bed. (laughs) So, you know, there was that and and making sure that we had, you know, the right systems in place and stuff. Mm. And, and, um, you know, just carrying that through to today. I mean, so it continued to grow and um, Mm. it's it's been, uh, you know, now we've got, I think something like 15 coaches. It's nuts. Yes. Um, Yeah. How many members? total members we're north of 300 now yeah. um, cool. so you know especially covid wise you know it's, it's good for us to be coming yeah, back coming back uh, yeah from that this past once the cdc opened up the world again it's been, yes it's, it's been girl good for us so people are starting to come back we so we take everybody through an initial you know what we call our element sessions like mm-hmm. you just said to um, give them a better introduction to us these are three private sessions um that they do before jumping into classes yeah. so um which is you know, an awesome way to yeah. get people introed into yeah. it yeah, you know, it, it's just, it's a better, it, it lays the foundation for the relationship yes. know, more than anything. Yes. You know, it's not just, and, and that's what I think um, is the hard part to describe about the CrossFit world too, is that uh, the communities that you foster and forge, you know, in, the, in these um, areas is really what it's about, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's, so it's, it's, it's uh, and it sounds so corny, but I think I, other people who played like high school athletics and certainly college athletics. I don't, I should know the science behind it, but I'm pretty sure there is science that shows when you work out with someone, you develop a different type of bond than when you don't, which is why I think you're probably still so tight with your Middlebury soccer buds, right? So it's like, I, I was, I was shocked by that. I will admit I was shocked by it and almost resistant to it in the beginning. So I was like, I don't need any more fucking friends. Right. Like, like, how many people am I going to stay in touch with? But I think what's cool about the way it's designed is 
um, you're not there because you got to put up the best score of the day. Yeah. You're there because everyone expects you to check the box of showing up. And it's like, and I think that's what's really cool about the uh, the environment and the community that's been fostered. Yeah. And then people got your back. I mean, it's a it's a wild it's a wild group of people taking care of each other. Hundred percent. Yeah. So we we um, we like to say that um, you know the the community, the relationship building. Um, they're fostered uh, in the classes uh, through that, you know, uh, shared suffered. Yeah, you know, it's shared right? suffering. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely right? shared. That, that bonding experience. I was talking to somebody else the other day. It's like, um, uh, you know, that moment where you just said, "Oh my God, did we just become best friends?" Yeah, you know? yeah right. <laughs> um, you know, so it's uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things that you just have that initial bond, and these are just. Uh, people who all are putting their fitness yeah. and health, you know, as a priority for themselves, like you did. Yes. And uh, that's that initial um, like-mindedness that mm. now you can bond over at the gym. Yes. Um, and, and that's where, you know, people appreciate that, I think, is that, you know, this person's in there to do the same thing. They're coming right. to keep themselves strong, healthy, fit, you know, to do whatever they want to be doing in life. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, the biggest thing I think is that uh, we view it as that, as a for life thing, mm -hmm. you know, not just, um, you know, do it for a month, you know, get your Spartan race or whatever yeah. you want to do yeah. and, and then say, see you well, later. As a member, feedback for you as a member, is <laughs> yeah. it, that's the vibe you get. Yeah, you good. do get the vibe of like, okay, it doesn't matter what my goal is. Yeah. You know, like I told you, yeah. I am... I do think it helps my golf game. So like, and I've got that, but my original goal was literally so I could crawl around on the floor with my kids and get up and not be winded, right? Yeah. Like that was how I got into it. And I think it's cool that you don't feel the underlying pressure of, of uh, oh, I have to do this. Yeah, today. I liked it. So we can get into the family fitness fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. because, I, because I park my car every morning and, I, and sometimes I'm drinking a coffee or whatever yeah, I'm doing. Yeah. I'm always like, man, the family fitness fund, <laughs> I think, has really been branded more so in the last couple of years when I've been there because it wasn't yes. there as much when I started. No, our and initial tagline, yeah, our initial tagline was battered, bruised, but never broken. Yes, which I <laughs> must admit I have a shirt of and I love. It, I love because that's how sweet. I feel when I leave like on yeah. Tuesdays oh, and yeah. Thursdays. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's a great, you know, tagline. But that's definitely more hardcore crossing it is. feeling, it is. I guess. It is. Um, in which, believe me, I still love. Yes. Uh, oh, no, no. I think you can have both. <laughs> yes. But um, that's the so, fun part for me. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and so it, in order to evolve and grow, you know, yeah. we, we went from just CrossFit when we moved four years ago to the new building, yes. which was double the yes, size, yeah, double the, the, the space, double the rent, right? Everything. And real quick before you get into it, yeah. I show my friends who have done CrossFit in the past where we work out and they're like, that is absurd. I'm like, oh, it's a warehouse. It's a palace It's a, it's, it's an adult playground. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait till you see what we got coming up. I can't wait. You I see all those boxes in the gym? I did. Yeah. I, the, the other point I was going to say, when you were saying you run it like a business, yeah. When you walk into something, and I think it's even true for like this business, sure. when people see that you took the time to like reinvest in new in your in the world of CrossFit, new machines are showing yeah. up, or you've done something different, or reorged it, or bought a new rig, and you're yeah. like, you just know that the people aren't there just to collect money; they like truly love what they're doing. Oh, yeah, and I 100%. think it's crazy. Um, I think it's interesting that like I got into a leadership role and then started becoming a member of your community, which you know, from a Let's just put it from a totem pole standpoint. I was like the beginner new guy, oh, right? Yeah. And so you start to look at things with that beginner mindset again. And you're like, how do I apply that to what I'm doing here? It's constantly what runs through my mind. Like even like 
Jackie showing up adds up shit. Yeah. Like just that those little things. I'm like, man, how do we do some of this stuff here? So I didn't mean to cut you off in the no, family fitness right. front, but I think it's interesting having the front row seat as a participant of a small business when you're running one from a learning perspective, which I'm sure is not like you're not like oh, I can't wait to offer Mark Augustinelli some some <laughs> business teaching moments, but yeah. I get a lot out of that. Yeah, too. no, I, I appreciate that. So I, I'm always the same way because uh, you know, especially now as a um, business owner, it's, yeah. it's you just have to have a different mindset on certain things. And um, so the family fitness fun stuff that was a, a tagline that I've been thinking about forever for a while. You know, it, it had almost been like two years of Drew and I talking mm. to like, finally get to the point where we switched and took over. Um, They're like the core values of the business. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, family fitness fun, you know, the, the um, family part of it, you know, is simple, you know, family first kind of thing. And you can take that in two ways. I think family, obviously at home, yeah. your immediate family, you know, family first, that should be, you know, um, first in your world. And you want to do everything to better yourself, to better them. Um, and so the gym side of it is, you know, the, family community, at the gym yeah. yeah the community side of it at the gym and you know that's again the hard part i think for people to understand who haven't done it and yeah. haven't experienced it but um you know hopefully these as hopefully at our place you know people feel like um they're bonding like we mm. said you know in a different way and yeah. uh you know tr building true relationships with folks not just the coaches but also other members mm. And athletes and, and calling them friends outside of the gym instead yeah. of just um, that's the guy we're yeah. yeah, and right. just like a quick head nod outside of the gym, it's like, no, hey, what's up, yeah. man? Um, so hopefully you feel that. And uh, and then the fitness side of it, you know, I I view fitness as the ultimate enabler in people's life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the the healthier, the fitter you are, uh, the more you're going to be able to do. Yes, and the more you're going to be able to dream, you can do mm -hmm. right. So that's a big one mm. too for me. Is that um, so often I just kind of take that 10,000 foot view sometimes and, and just look at things again and um, see that people are just kind of going through the routine, right? Yeah. And going through um, the day to day and never really pursuing a passion, pursuing something that they want to do instead mm -hmm. of just, you know, oh, I need to do this and check the box. Um, and, and that's where I think, you know, there's so much opportunity for people to go want to do something, whether mm. it's a vacation to some place in the world, whether it's a you know something else. If it's a goal um, to, I don't know, I just keep saying hike a mountain or something. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that's that's the key though. It's like you you start to realize that your capacity is kind of self limiting. Yes, and, and I think that it's a constant reminder that it's like okay, I can do more. I want you to be able to trust your body's abilities, right? Right, instead of just be timid of you know. Oh, there's a patch of ice coming over right. the sidewalk. You right. know, watch exactly. out. <laughs> exactly to handle life's endeavors. Yeah. Yeah. or jump over this little puddle of water. Like, right. You can do it. <laughs> so little things like that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it is. But yeah. if you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna, you know, twist my ankle and, yes. and uh, you know, tear an ACL if I do that. Uh, oh, I can't sprint I can't race my son or daughter because, you know, I'm gonna pull my hammy or something, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so the little things in life that you're like, I you shouldn't you shouldn't have to feel uh, timid about. So we, we call it um, being prepared for the unknown and unknowable. Um, mm. So there's that side of fitness, being prepared for whatever life throws at you. But then I would say the known and your goals, like, okay, I want to do this. Set the mm -hmm. you know things in action that you need to get there and, and knock them off and do them. Um, 
but yeah so the yeah unknown and the known you know are both ways that you can kind of view it of being healthy and fit mm-hmm. you know now I like that. And the fun is obviously. Yeah, fun is just like having fun, right? And, and you know, don't take things too seriously. Right. <laughs> um, right. You know, so there's, I don't know if you know the, the quote right on, um, maybe this is my favorite quote, but uh, right above the water fountain, um, we have that big banner that says basically, I'm going to paraphrase it, but uh, basically it says, you know, um, uh, remember that you're just here to have fun um high five some people turn yes. the music up and like let's just get after it right and <laughs> make know? this the best like 60 minutes yeah exactly yes. you know so just make sure it's that more than anything don't just uh feel like you're here to do a chore as you said you know maybe it might be a practice right you maybe you yeah. think of your hour at the gym as practice i kind of yeah and, i kind of do and i love uh people thinking of it like that because you just um, hopefully bettering yourself a little bit each, yes, each time yes, you're in exactly. the gym. Or That's working it. something I suck at. Yeah. You know, like I think it's like I make a commitment to not cherry pick, yep. which sucks a it lot happens, of times. Yep. But um, but I think the, because the reason I've done that too is like I have a quota. Like I, like in the wintertime, my quota yeah. is somewhere between five and six. In the sure. summer, it's two to three or yep. three to four, depending on what's going on. But the mental health. Mm. Like I think... So maybe one of the, it's it's, we got we got to fit fit that into a core value somewhere. Oh, but sure. I like it's funny you start to notice yourself being like you know what I just need to go sweat this yes. anger out not the anger out but just the yep. the frustration out whatever's, whatever's on your mind exactly like, just let it exactly go away for a little bit. <laughs> mm. I, I I've often thought to myself especially I don't know when it was maybe when I first finally got comfortable going all the time being like and realizing that I had neglected this. Uh, part of life that was so important the yeah. like nutritional foundational because i mean we're giving you like a very i i mean i couldn't i don't mean to make this like a 50 minute commercial for crossroad resilience if you're local to the greater boston area and hockington mass but like it do, they do a great job of like the, the whole nutrition stuff you do like you don't skimp on anything right the programming is well thought yeah. out like i think overall it's a great thing but um so nutrition being the foundation reminds me of um so we have this is a mouthful, but it's the theoretical hierarchy of how to develop an athlete. Yes. And it's a pyramid, and think of a pyramid with you know the layers, um, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so the base foundational layer is nutrition. Yes. Right. You gotta fuel your body with Correctly. food. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, but fueling it versus just satiating your body. Yes. Right? And yes. So you know, when, once you kind of turn that around, um, that's when you really start getting healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Is that you, you gotta and you you know. Oh, I want to get to the gym, or you're an early yeah. morning guy. Yes. So, yes. You know, oh, I want to get in the gym in the morning. Oh, yeah. that means I should probably not have either, you know, this or that. Whether it's drinks, whether it's ice cream, whether it's whatever. Yes. Or a combo. <laughs> My alcohol consumption has gone dramatically down. Yes. Joining <laughs> So you know, there's that, and then um, and then on top of that. Uh, just building the layers of the pyramid here is on top of the nutrition is then metabolic conditioning mm-hmm. um, and that's just laying the foundation of you know heart health lung health um, you know being able to transport oxygen in your body and blood in your body the way it needs to uh, gymnastics in the sense of mm. just controlling your body in space yeah not um, you know flying around on the rings or whatever but right. you know right. just you know can you do a plank and, and if I Being see you in control hits, I mean, yeah, is, yeah. exactly so can you move your body well uh, once you can move your body well then we have weightlifting weightlifting in the sense of just controlling external objects yes um, 
And so, you know, picking up the dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells, med ball, whatever. Um, Kids, laundry basket, right? Whatever it might be. Right, Um, right. So you're weightlifting. (laughs) Um, And at the top, at the peak, is sport. Or what I like to say is, you know, whatever your goals are Competing, for the general yeah. population, you know, it's, it's yeah. whatever your goals are. So, again, if that's to, you know, do a marathon or You're whatever right. it might be, right, that takes skill and sports-specific training to mm-hmm. do that at the pyramid, at the top of the pyramid. What we focus on at the gym is those base foundational layers, the four layers underneath it. So I kind of describe that in everybody's first element session is that, you know, this is what we focus on is getting you guys well-rounded generally fit and as you know as as best we can here um so then you can go do what you want to do up here for Mm -hmm. sport (laughs) yeah so if that's playing golf or whatever it might be right um i've recently been putting in another base layer even before nutrition and that's sleep and recovery (laughs) right that makes a a lot of sense (laughs) so that's a big one it makes a lot of sense i feel like as we go on through life and with science you're probably going to continually add more modalities to it you know, the podcast is Beers and Careers, and I, I was always inspired to have you on because at one point I was like, man, Brooks and, like, Jamie, they have, like, one of the coolest jobs ever. I thought to myself, now, I also only get to see most of the good parts yeah, of the job yeah. um, as well, but I think, like, the biggest part about this, you know, if I'm thinking about my career or anyone's career and, like, yeah. you know, you want as many legs to hold up a strong table as you can and it's like i've i've been shocked and i think i've probably demonstrated this through the podcast of like how much focusing on the nutrition and the i'd say the fitness and the and the fun aspect has honestly made me so much better as a dad which is which makes me better at work and then you start to realize that you know i think there's a lot of people i i made this podcast really was inspired to create the podcast for people who are graduating high school, graduating college, being like, yeah. what am I going to do? Or like a midlife career change. And I feel like yeah. this podcast is maybe more so saying, if you're stuck in your job or whatever you're doing today, it might not be that the job is wrong. It might take more self-development that will then help you with that, whether realize you do need to make a difference yeah. and, and go a different path or just that you were looking at things the wrong way because you were stuck in a rut. And I think that has been... Um, just really impactful for me. Yeah, so know? getting back to, you know, that year off I took, you're saying, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, being able to recognize that in the moment and um, and just kind of say, hey, you know, I want a little yeah. more drive. Because you never passion. knew you want, were going to run out of CrossFit. No, I mean, not even close. I, mean, the, I truly you, thought I was going to be either a, you know, pre-med and, and, and doctor world or, you know, business guy and yeah. finance guy. And yeah. then, uh, you know, for me, I think I've kind of blended the two in – this world right now so mm. you know it started out as um you know just being the best coach and trainer i could be um so getting all the certifications all the education i could to better myself there and learn the anatomy physiology mm-hmm. etc kinesiology all that stuff but then putting it into practice in the business world like having started being a founding member of the you know, resilience crossfit and, and just being able to take a small business literally from an idea yes starting to you know draw out the plans on a piece of paper and then put it into a website and then finally make it a real thing. Um, it was really cool. And grow it. And, and move it. And, and grow, grow it. And move it. the build. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so it's it's been such a cool path and journey that I've certainly, you know, uh, not taken for granted over the, the years. Oh, and been cool. able to reflect. And um, I think you do need that, you know, 10,000 foot 
perspective every once in a while, right? You need mm-hmm. to be able to take yourself out of it. And so many of the business books that I read preparing myself a little more. So once it started, True and I started having those conversations of, you know, hey, so um, just to quickly circle back, my buddy yeah. Dan um, had a different calling in yeah. life and he ended up going into the Air Force. Oh, um, cool. So that's yeah, why right. we yeah. haven't really talked about yeah. it after. Yeah. Um, you know, Jamie and I um, took over instead of like Dan and I, you know, because Dan, um, you know, ended up going into the Air Force. So, um, anyways, uh, where I was, oh, so um, the path. Um, from the whole financial model yeah so it's just it's just cool you start looking at things differently um and everything right like not just in the business world it affects how you view everything absolutely do you what was the most surprising thing about running a business for you like what surprising so you know i think um (laughs) for for me uh the biggest growth moment i think i've had is recognizing that you can have help (laughs) yeah yeah so so much early on uh, whether it was just ego or just whatever i don't know immaturity immaturity yeah exactly you just want to do everything yourself (laughs) right because you like the way you do it yes Yeah. yeah and so um not wanting to rely on others and you know you're just like oh they're gonna do it wrong or whatever you know um but being able to let go of that a little bit and help is there for you if you want it um you just have to ask yeah and it it, and be willing to delegate and be willing to yeah but um but also just like share the load you know yes and and, you know not um you know you can't have your hands in so many different things and control every little thing you Mm -hmm. know all the time you you have to be able to um yeah whether it's delegate or whether it's just um you know just again like share the responsibilities <laughs> i know i think it's a, it's funny because uh hearing you say that has actually been a lot of what i've had to deal with in my professional life the last couple of years yeah. and one of the funniest things about it, it's so hard to let go and delegate and do all yeah. that stuff and then when you realize when you start doing it the folks you you delegate to are so much more engaged oh yeah than you could have ever wanted them to be originally right so it's like so they have that extra it's know, funny it makes me think of that uh the uh, book by Ryan Holiday, which I think is a Marcus Aurelius quote, the obstacle is the way. Mm. And it's like, I constantly come back to that being like, all right, if this is why, if this impediment is affecting me, and then you kind of tackle it head on and you see like the fruits of what you accomplished, you're like, yeah. okay, God, man, yeah. well, I should have done that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how do I do that in other places? Yes, 100%. Do, do you, um, like from a vision standpoint, do you, is it hard to see where you're going? Like, how, how does that? You I mean you're a young guy? Uh, yeah. Um, you're a young guy with a I'm with in a my rad, Larry Bird year. Yeah, all right. <laughs> with a with a rat with a rad business going on. Like, how does yeah. that? How do you? Uh, how do you think about the future? Uh, so there's there's always things in my head. Yeah, like, literally always. Yeah, you know. It's so like, there's no shortage of like where it can go. No, yeah. I definitely have that entrepreneur mindset. Yeah, you know, I'm like it's just resources and time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Where, exactly, where do I want to put it, um, the effort into, and and I think, um, I think we have a great plan coming. Awesome. Sharing too much. Uh, no, no, I get that. I get that. That's cool. That's cool. I didn't. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know how that worked. Yeah. You know? No. I but. mean, so the the big move from our old place, which mm. was half the size, to yes. the new place. How many square feet is the new place? It's like twelve thousand. Yeah. Um, so not crazy big, but it's certainly Feels big for a. Big. Yeah, it's, it's big for a you know a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Um, 
but then we had the challenge of how do you fill up that space now? Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. so that's where Rush got introduced. Mm-hmm. We never had Rush before. Yeah, uh, which is. I would say, you know, our version of hit style, you know, it's just, um, another offering. It's just another offering. It captures another demographic for us, you know, because we know we can help people with their health and fitness. Mm. Um, it just is another version, you know, of the CrossFit world, um, in a, in a different way. So anyways, it's been a great addition to our gym, uh, brought in a new demographic of people Mm. and into the family and, um, it's served the town, I think, really well, too. Yes. Um, because, you know, for the most part, we're the only gym in town. Um, right. So, you know, how do we continue to help as many people as possible, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is the ultimate question is, you know, how do you help people? Um, and if it's if this isn't the answer, is there something else we can do without, you know, diluting us too much? Yes. You know, and so. It, it, you know, it's cool when you think about small businesses and the importance of balancing and all. It's like you have the challenge like all right how do i grow revenue how do i capture more demographics but at the same time when you're so tight with your mission and your core you don't lose like the detail-oriented nature which is is we want to help people you know get stronger healthier fitter for life yeah do you um what would you do what advice would you have for you know there are a lot of high school kids i guess that come through those doors right so like what about like if you're a high school kid or you're a college kid trying to figure out um, or someone just making a career change. Like, wh- how do you look at that whole journey of what you're doing from your vocation, so to speak? Any advice you'd give people? You got some time before your little one gets to that age. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah spot now. Six month old. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I I was opened up to a lot of different things. Yeah, I think you know what finally piqued my interest there was my godfather and his orthopedic surgery stuff i mean i literally he allowed me to go view into some of his surgeries and stuff and that intrigued me and i liked that stuff um so that was that initial you know thing that spurred me into that realm but uh during that year off i don't know that was definitely one of the best things i Mm. so a lot of people don't have that opportunity to do two years in right. college and then take a year off. Right. A lot of people take that year off between high school and college. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't have a high school that promotes uh, co-ops or, you know. Exposure. Uh, yeah. Uh, internships and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, just go out. out and do it. Yeah, for sure. The more experience you can get, you know, don't let yourself have a summer off in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, working at the ice cream place scooping uh, or yes. whether it's you know doing whatever it might be but don't let yourself have a summer off of just you know hanging around you know even if it's athletics if you just want to focus on bettering yourself athletically that's fine or do something know, or whatever your passion is dancing yeah. or whatever yeah um you know use the time um don't just uh, let it fly by well i feel like your story is a really good one uh for people too because all of the different exposures you had along the way ended up being valuable skills you used yes. in, in your current They've profession, So, uh, which really resonates with me. It's like you're, you joked about the ice cream scoop thing, yeah. but like I had those retail jobs and yes. I live now in a sales <laughs> desk. Like It's like those skills were honed, at that, right, yeah, honed at that point in time. So Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. It's customer service, but, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, get, but get but too. get out there and yeah. and expose yourself and I think it kind of I don't want to say things just fall into place because I think I think people seize opportunities well, but you, so you can I, I was at that point you know even like three four years into just being a coach at resilience yeah. I was starting to question all right you know I'm not making the money I want to be making yet mm-hmm. um, 
how do I make more money? Yes. Um, do I just go get a second job and try to work out the schedules or do I find a totally different job that mm. just has a higher pay scale right. um, and do something that I don't want to be doing? <laughs> yes. Know? And and I had two major people in my life tell me the same exact thing. And, and my uncle, who's a very successful partner at Accenture, um, he said, just stay with it. It's something that you love. It's something you're passionate about. You know, the opportunity will present itself. Mm. No joke. Two weeks later is when Drew approached me and said, you know, do you want to enter conversations of taking over the gym? Mm. So that was at that pivotal moment. Right. Where I was just like, wow. holy cow, that's crazy. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. That's crazy. That's <laughs> so, time. And then later on after, you know, it, it was it was taking a little longer than we wanted to. And I was like, do I really want to do this? Um, you know, my now wife and I were literally thinking about moving out to Colorado. <laughs> yeah, just changing <laughs> and it just up. like completely moving and getting out, you know, before committing. And, and you know, uh, her father in or my father-in-law, her dad is a very successful guy too. And he was like, you know what, you're passionate about this, you know, this will be a good thing for you. Yeah. You know, just stay with it. Stay with it, right? Uh, Discipline. Yeah. Discipline so, comes you know, out the just, other way. You know, if, if you can be fortunate enough to find yeah. something that you're passionate about and it helps the people the way you want it to, I mean, yeah. that's really what a job is. It's just helping people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It, and so if you can if you can help people in an industry that you are passionate about, I mean, that's the beauty. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, I think it, you use the word fortunate and grateful, and I just I know you're a humble guy from getting to know you, but I also whoever that was Ben Franklin or Thomas Jefferson that's like I'm a big believer in luck and the, I find the harder I work the more I have yeah. it I feel like that's really resonates 100%. so I mean dude I appreciate you coming on and sharing. I could talk to you for like eight oh, hours yeah, this, absolutely. Could be, this could be a dangerous uh, <laughs> scenario but I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and um, cool. and, and pumped to see where the gym goes but also it's, it's really cool to uh, see people in the community crushing it and making an impact so absolutely yeah. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Again. All right, good stuff, Mark. Thanks, Appreciate man. It, yeah.